Welcome to Burn Down and Leave. Uh, my name is Mike Allison, and today we're here with Nate Christian, and uh, we watched Roadhouse. So hide your uh, family. <laughs> I usually say something <laughs> about hiding something, but uh, I couldn't think of anything good that time. Oh well, it stays in. <laughs> um, All right. So. I was also adjusting my mic at the same time, so hopefully there's a bunch of like sounds when you edit it and that. post. He'll be fine. We got That's right. this. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a long time since our last episode, and we're gonna try to revive this bad boy. So let's see how we do. Um, so this movie came out in uh, 1989, and uh, what do you think it ca- uh, the budget was? Budget wise, God, I'm going back to 1989 and what a movie of this high caliber would would cost. Um, <laughs> it's got Patrick Swayze in it, and Sam it does. It could have been twenty billion dollars for all we know. Honestly, I was thinking twenty, but I was thinking twenty million dollars. <laughs> How far off am I? I don't know anything about movie costs. You said twenty million. Yep. You're not that far off. It's fifteen million. <gasps> so that's Dude. so that's the budget. Now how much do you think it made? <laughs> Oof, um I'm gonna say just off the top of my head <laughs> twenty million dollars. <laughs> you know what? Thirty thirty point one million it made. Well I was gonna say thirty. You should have. But you didn't. I should have. <laughs> that's okay. Mm. Um but yeah, nobody's ever right. Very rarely is anybody right. So don't feel bad on that front. Um, so let's jump. Do you have anywhere you want to jump in about this movie? Or do you want to like, or do you, you want me to start? Honestly, well, I thought you'd be bigger. And that's it. I know. Why did everybody say that to him? Like, <laughs> dude, I love that. There's this this like secret club of bouncers. Like, what is the deal, dude? Well, like, there's they're all and they coolers. all like know each other. And there <laughs> and there's, no and there's like an elite. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like a top tier bouncer that everybody knows. And it's like, well, he's he's getting old. Yeah, you're the guy now. And it's like, what the what is this? I don't want to be the guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's I like want to be the guy. I, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> these places are so rowdy that they have people. <laughs> the the guy that owns the bar that the movie is set in, the Double Deuce, he's like, <laughs> I got a place that used to be really nice, but now it's like we have to sweep eyeballs off the floor at night. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then there's just like, there's just people stealing money from the tills and like having sex on their breaks. And it's like, what, who, who runs a business like this? I can't even believe it to begin with, but who goes to a place like this? Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh man, this is my favorite place. There's always somebody breaking bottles over my head. There's people throwing (laughs) bottles at the caged in uh, band. (laughs) Everybody's constantly fighting. They're selling drugs at the table. The bouncers are (laughs) deciding who and who doesn't get beat up. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go here over, like, Famous Dave's or whatever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, the barbecue joint. You know, you got to go there for your drink on. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that one guy, the first bar fight scene when Dalton, Patrick Swayze's character, goes in to, to check the new uh, establishment that he's helping out at. He right. He's just standing around waiting for the bar fight. All these people are fighting, and there's just that one guy on the bar stool sticking his tongue out, laughing hysterically about this whole thing. And he's literally done nothing wrong. He's just having a beer, enjoying his life. And he just gets wailed in the head with this stray bottle this woman threw. And I was like, this is like two people that he had nothing to do with it. She was like, I think I might try to get a little wild tonight. And she wails the only guy in the whole building that's not trying to fight somebody. I think I'm like this guy loves coming here. There's the, that's the only explanation, and that's why he's sticking his head out, tongue out so much because his head's got like brain damage from getting hit so many times at that bar. I love that. Even before they get to the the double dues, which by the way, all I could think of was Homestar Runner. If you ever watched that back in the day, with uh, Strong Bad saying the double deuce meaning flipping the bird with both hands was the highest insult really anyways yeah homestar runner it was like a flash i i only remember trogdor and i don't know any of the other (laughs) stuff (laughs) i mean that's that's top tier right there top tier comedy well then i feel Um, happy about it (laughs) (laughs) but uh sidetrack get back on course um before they get to the double deuce and before patrick sways uh swayze um, which would be his rap name, Swayze. Uh, mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. he gets back to the Double Deuce, when he kicks out uh, generic bad guy number one and generic bad guy number two, I love the insult. He calls him Moose Lips. I don't know if that's <laughs> offensive, but... <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> Go Wait, ahead. What did you watch this on? <laughs> uh, I watched this on... I, I, I rented it or something from, like, Amazon, I think. Okay. Was there, like, a lot of swearing and stuff in your version? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was. It was. I was like, because I don't remember him calling a moose lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like they get kicked out and he's he does his whole, like, walk them out thing. You yeah. Know? And they're like, they're like, come on, take me outside. And he's he's just like, don't come back in, boys. And he's like, come on, face us, moose lips. And I was like, I was like... What an insult. There's actually quite a few insults that I wrote down uh, for this movie that I, I definitely want to touch base on. But I'll save it for when they kind of just come up naturally. All right. Um, yeah, I like how he's the coolest b- bouncer. So he's called the cooler, right? And he like yeah. he hides like his real car in like a storage closet because he yeah. doesn't want because he knows that everywhere i go i had to buy this clunker and just get it destroyed and (laughs) um it's funny because his to be part of the new bar he's like i want uh i don't remember the initial price but he was like on 500 dollars a day plus um complete medical or whatever yeah and i think it was five thousand he's like five thousand up front and then 500 a day it's like holy shit so calculating that out it's like less than 50 grand a year which is like that's like a good chunk of money but i wouldn't like get stabbed constantly (laughs) for 50 grand (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know what i mean right (laughs) but i mean you know fifty thousand in 1989 money maybe that was 
Maybe I looked that was big cash. I looked it up and it's uh $50,000 back well $500 back then uh with inflation is $1,038 now. Mm. So maybe $401,000 I would <laughs> take a bullet or whatever's happening. <laughs> I'll defend right. an entire town from a maniacal psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's very interesting. I thought that at the time when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, that seems really high." But like, kind of putting it in perspective, it's like, "Yeah, that's kind of just like a nine to five. I like, know, but he's getting waste like beat up. I know because I was like, I would love to get five hundred dollars a day, and I looked it up and I was like, <laughs> "Hold on a minute, <laughs> I think I make more than that, or I used to." And it's like, "Wow," but uh, <laughs> they had. Uh, let's talk about this town he goes to a little bit. Yeah. There what's the name of the town? I don't even remember. Do you Fuck, I can't remember. Sorry, I'm swearing. Can I swear? You can, but my mom gets mad if you swear too much, so you have to be careful. She's gonna yell at me and say bean dip. She don't will do that. She will. She's yelled at every other person ever that's been on the show that's sworn too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh even even me. Um <laughs> so this town I'm assuming has a hardware store, a Ford dealership, and in a bar, <laughs> and that's it, right? I'm, there's no, other, yes. there's like nothing else there. There's like another cafe or whatever, but there's literally three things in this town. You don't see anything else ever. And this guy's farm. Yeah, a man. Uh, yeah, the the farm farmer dude, and then just a mansion on the outskirts of town. <laughs> yeah, just and it's like unreal. So yeah, this this guy has this incredible mansion, and he's like, that dude's like exploiting them for money, right? Yes, like extortion. Yes. How much money do these three places make <laughs> that make him so rich? Like, is he is he getting like deals from other places? Like, how is he making all this money? He is getting a JC Penny in that town, though. Ah, uh, yeah. That's important. JC so. Penny is coming here because of me. <laughs> it's like <laughs> JC Penny is closed, dude. It's twenty twenty, man. <laughs> but he did just according just for continuity, according to Wikipedia, the the town is Jasper, Missouri. Jasper, so. yeah, yeah. Um. So this so talking about this town is leading me to this next area of discussion for me because. There are more people in that bar than there are in the entire town. <laughs> There's yeah. so many people there. I'm like, we we Hibbing, where we live, I know everybody already knows this, so it's not a big deal. Uh, isn't that big? Right? right. Like 18,000 people, right? Something like that? Right. Yeah. And if we went to the bar on a non-holiday or party day, there'd be three people there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This place, on any given day, because I'm assuming this is all taking place within a week, right? How many? Right. How long has he been there? Months? No. Years? <laughs> I've been here for 12 years so far, because there's like no knowledge of how much time has gone by. <laughs> that is true. It's it's a pretty drastic shift within seemingly like a week or two. But yeah. Yeah, because if it's that busy every single day... That place is booming. That's why he lets people smash glass against the wall and stuff. He's like, yeah, well, I'll make $20,000 every single day because people only come to this place. Or it's the 
Nobody's going to the hardware store or whatever <laughs> at night. Right. Right. It blows my mind how many people are living the, like are at these bars. <laughs> I guess you can't. I guess you can't have it be like there's six people and it's a regular named Jeff and he's always here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would just be too sad. <laughs> Instead, there's just rough and rowdy uh, hoodlums that just come in there every single day and they're they're all different. And there's not a single police officer in the whole city. Until the very end, and I have to talk about that part at some point. Let's talk about it now. Okay. So, oh my god. So the the ending is just bananas. Because (laughs) he... he, Patrick Swayze, um, after uh, Brad Wesley, the, the big baddie of the film... Um, probably has a hand in blowing up the hardware store because the hardware store wasn't giving him uh, his payout. Yeah, his um, whatever, however much money he's getting from a guy that owns a hardware store. Right, like probably a couple, two, three dollars, and that's it. Um, he he then, you know, and the town starts going crazy because Brad Wesley, the bad guy, is just going rampant through the town, destroying everything. And Patrick Swayze just drives to the compound to kill everybody because <laughs> because they're they're taking money from from the town folk that he just has grown to love so dearly and he drives a car and holds it down holds down the pedal with the knife that they killed Sam Elliott with that's why uh, he's going to do this down. he's not going there he's going there partially because he wants to help the town He's going there to kill that guy because he killed his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you, you, I guess you buried the lead there because that, like, that is true. He's helping the There's entire a... town out. <laughs> it's like no, he like killed like his mentor and his best friend. Stabbed that is, right that in the is chest. true. I I totally like forgot that this movie is just like a, a uh, like a a fever dream of just emotion. So I, I, I just forget some of these points sometimes. Um, but he drives his car and finds a ramp that apparently flips the car and sets on fire and <laughs> uh, blows up next to the, the, the baddies on the compound. I'm assuming, he then goes, I'm assuming go it blew up because he, that guy shot it with the shotgun, right? Like that's, that's what yeah, they're going just, for, right? <laughs> yeah, just the most well-placed shot that happened to explode the car with, like, thousands of dollars of explosives. Um, he goes and kills everybody, and then um, <laughs> the last thing that happens is, uh, <laughs> of course, a fight with Brad Wesley, the big baddie. Who's, and like, not a young the- man. He's like no, no, no. <laughs> like Patrick Swayze yeah. is like in his prime, physical condition, and this guy's like sixty three. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And and he's giving him a run for his money too. And like Patrick Swayze, he was hitting anyways, him with like a stick or something. What was he hitting him with? Right, like the, the long end of the spear. Okay, before you continue on, yeah. when he throws that spear, Brad Wesley throws that first spear. <laughs> I like yeah. watched it. It is a perfectly straight line. He threw it like, <laughs> like. If, like Hercules threw it. It didn't ever yeah. like decrease or arc or anything. It just went straight back and it hit the wall. And I was like, oh my <laughs> yeah. god, like who needs to extort people in the city? He could just be like an Olympic javelin thrower or whatever they do. It was like insane, <laughs> man. He th- tossed that spear like it was a piece of paper. <laughs> Absolutely. 
so then Patrick Swayze kind of, you know, gets everything, you know, kind of calmed down. And then every one of the townsfolk who owns <laughs> a, a shop or a building so four come people. to the house <laughs> with shotguns and they all take turns <laughs> shooting him to death. And then the cops show up and they're like, what happened here? And they all just go, I didn't see anything. And then they all laugh and that's it. And it's like, <laughs> what happened? Like, like, how did they get away with this? Like, it doesn't matter if he's like a big baddie. Like, if five, four or five people just took turns shooting a man with a shotgun. And apparently that's just okay and you can laugh it off as a man is, is uh, probably gasping for any sort of life. Uh, <laughs> so I, so I'm agreeing with you here, but I'm taking right. it earlier in the movie. They said that basically the cops were paid off by Brad Wesley. Right. And, uh, all these guys, like they were being paid off to not do anything, but like clearly the town is getting like destroyed because he's like having a breakdown because Dalton's there. So right. these cops come in and they see all this happen and it's like, well, the only other guy in this place that makes money for us is dead on the floor and the business owners of the four other businesses in this town are all in this room standing around <laughs> this dead guy. Like, what are we supposed to do about this? <laughs> so they're going to be like, we're free from this maniacal psychopath's clutches? It's it's a confusing plot, uh, I guess, for me because it's like at the by the end of it, I'm like, I don't know, is this a is this a horror movie? Like, is this because I mean, Patrick Swayze stalks down baddies and kills them all methodically, and <laughs> everybody's being paid off by a, a big Brad Wesley who's just a crazy man and. And then everybody dies, and then everybody shoots him with a shotgun. And then that, it's like, the shotgun I think it's thing, a horror movie. The shotgun thing is insane to me because it was like, they waited. He's st they come in so late. I don't think, I think they got the guns from Brad Wesley's house. I don't even think they brought him from somewhere because they like collected them all and hit him. But, I think so. But yeah. um, Patrick Swayze's got a taste for blood now. He was going to rip his throat out. <laughs> like, he's like, I've already got two guys so far with this throat rip. One off screen at the beginning. And then one, like, it threw him in the water. And he's, like, yeah. ready to claw out his, like, trachea or whatever. And he's like, okay. And he's like, no. My doctor girlfriend doesn't like it when I rip people's throats out. <laughs> yeah, dude. That whole thing was, like... Dude, this this movie goes from like zero to sixty, and then just only accelerates from there. And it's all like so dramatic, and I love it for that reason. Yeah, because I, my mind could barely. I was trying to take notes, but things were just happening so fast that I was just like, I I don't even know what to write down anymore. It's just I'm I'm strapped into this nonstop thrill ride, and the gas is never letting up. You know. It yeah, like this is a good. I would I would argue this is like a good movie. A lot of people think it's like whatever, but I'm like this is like a fun, 
romp. <laughs> You're like going in. It's nonstop insanity. It's like a little. It's like a normal movie at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> yeah. All right, now this rich guy's here, and he's flying his helicopter in circles, and his like girlfriend stripper lady is like being a horn dog, and then right. Dalton just comes in, and everybody hates him. All of a sudden, it's like, who's that guy? <laughs> Everyone in the world knows him, like you said earlier. And he's yeah. like, he don't look that tough to me, and it's like. I heard he ripped somebody's throat out with his bare hands. It's like, nah. <laughs> it's like, right. I mean, no, I don't believe that either, but <laughs> he did it. Right. <laughs> he obviously right, did exactly. It. And that guy that, that, uh, his, that, you know, he almost rips the throat out because the girlfriend yells at him, uh, or whatever. Yeah. That, that sentence didn't make sense, but you know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> when he's fighting him, and then he's like driving off on his like mini motorcycle or whatever. Yeah, what was I don't that know how name? Dalton like Joshua or something. Probably, I don't know how Dalton catches up to him and jumps, flying leaps onto the motorcycle to tackle him off. There so, was a lot of things where I was like, "Where did that come from? How did they do that?" And that was one of them because Dalton just goes out of nowhere, Patrick Swayze. And just jumps on that motorcycle after he's been driving for like a good five seconds. And it's like easily he would be out outrun uh, by that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and I then think I think the oh, road ahead. the road goes around by like the barn, right? So he had to yeah. go around there. And Dalton just basically ran from like the haystacks like across <laughs> the yard. And that's the only way I can explain that he caught up because he like he was like at a weird area where like they would line up at his speed, but yeah, it's very, very unlikely that he would have got there in time. And, and I think when he tackles him and they're about to start brawling, I believe he's the one who says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. And it was like, yeah, the guy's that what is that? name is Jimmy. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> he did say that. And I was like, I believe it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you do what you got to do, I guess, but whatever. You do, you do what you got to do. I don't know how that like helps you in a in a brawling slash fighting scenario. Like maybe to show that's... that he's like tougher than them because he's like some sort of psychopath. That guy is crazy. So. He has like a he is so he has like a a cross neck or uh, earring, right? Yes, he does. He could not be farther from pious. <laughs> Like, he's like, yeah, I just love going into places and, like, breaking things for no reason and beating up women. <laughs> like, that's my jam. I don't know about you guys, but this is what I like. And he's like, and it's like, how are you the second-hand man or the right-hand man of this super rich dude? Because you're, like, also crazy. Like, I don't yeah. understand how, like, this bruiser... And then what's that guy's name? The the tubby dude. What's his name? Uh, oh, um, damn! It was like such a tinker. Oh yeah, I think that is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that like guy. That. I don't yeah, get yeah, that Jonathan guy. I don't understand how. So. Everybody's just nice to him because he's got wrangled into the situation and like he doesn't really know what's happening. Is that what's happening with him? Because he apologizes to uh, 
to uh, Brad Wesley, and he's like, I believe you, Tinker. And then at the end, they like are like, Tinker, what do you think? Did you see anything? And he goes, a bear landed, a pole of bear landed on me. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I'm like, is he, uh, is he okay? What's going on with his character? Like, <laughs> there's a little bit of, uh, I need more story thought- for him. So I thought initially when that polar bear landed on him, when Patrick Swayze was going on his murderous rampage in the compound, I thought that the polar bear killed him. And I was like, no <laughs> way, no way that that kid, I was, <laughs> that thing was falling like two miles uh, per hour. And it was just, it, there's well, no way it could have It could have weighed like 400 pounds. Could have killed him. He also weighs 400 pounds. Yeah, but so... <laughs> Yeah, but like if you drop something on somebody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So if I get a piano dropped on me, it only hurts me for any of the weight that's above <laughs> above mine. That's right. It's science. That's how it works. Okay, it's true. So that makes sense because if I get hit with like a can of soda pops and it, it like thrown at me, if yeah. it's empty, I don't feel it at all. But if it's full, <laughs> I don't feel it at all either because I weigh more than it. <laughs> I think this is science. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, to that's me. how it works. That polar bear falls on him, and uh, I knew that he was alive because I've seen this before, and obviously you mm-hmm. haven't. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's the only henchman that doesn't get killed. <laughs> yeah. And why? Just why is he destroyed. the only spared one? Because he's like, there's no reason. Because <laughs> he's nicer <laughs> than the other ones. I don't know. He that's pulled a, a knife a out question. on Dalton in the office earlier. Yeah, um that that scene by the way, um the one where Brad Wesley's nephew who gets fired from the double deuce for stealing money out of the till. Yeah. Did I get all those details right? <laughs> yes. Uh, um and then they come back the next day and they're like you can't fire me because all the alcohol is distributed through my uncle or whatever. He pulled that knife gets pulled out and Maybe I, like, didn't catch it or something, but, like, that knife is huge. Yeah. Where did it come from? He had, like, a satchel or whatever, like a knife holster. I feel like that no satchel could hold a knife that big. That was definitely, like, like a a buck (laughs) knife or whatever it's called. One of those big knives that you use to skin deer. Right. And, and, And then... Um, they're like arguing back and forth, Dalton and the 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 nephew, and then his leg just appears on Patrick Swayze's shoulder, and Wait. he just and then they start fighting everybody. No, 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 no. Do you no, remember no. this scene? No, no, no. Are you confusing two different scenes? I, I maybe there's a lot of knives pulled. No, there's a scene where Brad Wesley's nephew, the guy that kind of looks like Uncle Rico, yeah. You can just call him. He gets fired. He comes back. He comes back and he's in the office and it's Tinker, some other dude, and Uncle Rico, right? Yeah. And a knife gets pulled. Way too big and it just doesn't seem like... I don't know where it came from. And then, (laughs) even though there was maybe a satchel involved, but no satchel could hold this. And then a a foot just kicks... Tries to kick Patrick Swayze. Is it... Do you remember this? (laughs) Is it after he threw Uncle Rico out the window? No. It's like the kick that starts the whole fight. No, I don't remember this at all. 
Because I thought the fight started it when he had the knife coming out. And, like... God, Or are you talking about... Okay, so this is where I think you're confusing it. There's, like... Are you thinking about that guy with the knife in his shoe? That might be it. Because he comes in the bar and he's, like... like, No, no, no. This is definitely at the... This is definitely in the office. Then I have no idea. Upstairs. Oh, my God. Let me... I need to look this up now. <laughs> That's funny. I I have to know if I'm crazy or not. I'm also looking it up. So, <laughs> Roadhouse off, uh, office fight scene. Boom. Typing it in. Alright, here we go. Bar fight clip 229 shoutfactory.com Roadhouse now Blu-ray. We're moving on. They're fighting. Picks up the glass. Here's that giant knife, right? And then he starts swinging the knife around. Like, well, you scared, man? You scared? So he kicks him out the window. Yeah. That's the only foot I saw. God damn! What was what's wrong with me, I, dude? I swear you're wait. thinking of. Just wait. I need to know th- something. Okay. There's got to be. I know that there's a foot that just goes. And are you sure you're not thinking about the scene where the guy he's like, check out the right shoe. <laughs> Maybe it was that scene. Maybe it was that scene. Shoot. God, I'm sorry. I'm like... No, I get it. Also, you watched it what day? Like two days ago? (laughs) Yeah, like three, two, three days ago, yeah. So yeah, being a little uh, little jumbled up is not a big deal. (laughs) I also also am like... I have a child and I was like lulling her to sleep with with this... (laughs) With this movie? With... With the soft sounds of Roadhouse. That's <laughs> yeah. insanity. Um, this movie has a lot of like nudity in it for no real reason. And, <laughs> and I think for nudity's sake, they just have nudity. That's true. But so this blows my mind. Dalton and Sam Elliott do not wear underwear. They're always commando. <laughs> yeah. Like this. Who goes. <laughs> In jeans? <laughs> Dude, that's the worst decision that you'll ever make. And then you're constantly fighting. It's only pain. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be fighting these guys in commando in my jeans. Like it's insanity. He just sleeps Bad in the nude and then puts his jeans on. <laughs> and that girl just like walks into his house, that server. Yeah, what's her name? Like Mary Jean or something? Mary something Ann? Mary Ann? Yeah. I have it up on the screen. Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann. Yeah, she just like walks in the house and then then he just doesn't like go, hey, I'm naked by the way. He just subjects her to his naked body and... (laughs) Hey man, he's he ain't got no care in the world. He's a hunk. That is true. He's like, check me out. You're in my house. You have to live by my rules. <laughs> you have to see I'm this gonna, ass. I have to get. I have to put my pants on to eat breakfast. So 
Sorry. <laughs> Check it out, yeah. No underwear. And no underwear, like, just jeans. Just jeans. Not even buttoned up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's like she's like super excited about this whole thing. And then she's not a character at all in the movie other than when she sings. She like right. disappears as a character because they're like, Well, now this girl's gone. We have Doctor Lady. That's right. Doctor Clay. That's right. Which we haven't really talked about at all, her as a character. She can't. So, so I start watching this movie and I'm like, the blonde girl, the, the evil guy's blonde girl. I'm like, that's not the main girl. Like, I'm like trying to remember. Like, like I thought it was her. I like, I was like, I was like, what? It's, so he's going to steal the bad guy's girlfriend? But that's then what I, was I like, thought no. too. I was, like, then I was like, no, but they're different. But they <laughs> look exactly the same. <laughs> they look very, very similar. Like, yeah. And when she had like glasses on, mm-hmm. I was like, that's just her with glasses on. But now, <laughs> like, you can see her without the glasses on. She looks different. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. And they like seem to know each other. Like, Dr. Clay and uh, Brad Wesley, they're like, she's like, Wesley, you're losing it. And he's like, I'm not losing it. This is my city. <laughs> but their scene, Dalton and her, the first time they meet, it's like, she's like, look at this guy. He clearly got in a fight and got stabbed with a knife. She's like, so uh, what caused this wound? And he's like, natural causes. And she goes, it looks like it's a knife wound. He's like, like I said, natural causes. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> do you want him a one-liner for everything. I know. Do you want medical help or not? Okay. Yeah. I got stabbed. I got slightly grazed with a giant samurai sword of a knife. <laughs> yeah. Just, I fought dude, out ten re- men. Yeah. Rewatching that scene, though, if you don't, like, look out for the satchel, I feel like you don't see where that knife comes from. And it's just way too big to just be there. But anyways, uh, I'm not going to gush on that scene anymore. Hey man, sometimes you get something in your heart that you love and you just have to roll with it. <laughs> and this movie is my love. Yes. <laughs> uh he does have a lot of one-liners. He what the heck does he say? Oh, darn it. I had it in my head like 5 seconds ago, that's why I said it. But everywhere he goes, he's got something to say that's like smart alecky. Uh um, Right. Sam Elliott, when they when they go take uh, Doctor Clay to breakfast or whatever. Also, there's no <laughs> side note. At any given point, I do not know what time it is <laughs> in the show because <laughs> yes. everything is indoors unless it's outside. But like, <laughs> uh, like that sounds like incredibly stupid. But if you watch the movie, you'll understand. They'll be at work, and then the next scene, they're in like a building, and she's like, "Well, she they they pick her up at work, and then they're at a bar." And they're, like, closing. So, like, it's got to be, like, 2 in the morning. So they're at a diner. And then she's like, all right, I have to work in, like, a couple hours, so I got to go. I'm like, what is it, 5 p.m. again? (laughs) Like, what's happening? (laughs) Like, how long have they been out? Yeah, I didn't quite understand that whole scene either when they picked her up. And then why was – why did Dalton want to introduce her to Sam Elliott's character was it for like this approval sort of thing or like what because then sam elliott tries to like 
he hits on her. I know. And like and like it's really weird and awkward and it's just like like she's like oh are, are you just like here for for approving me and Dalton and he's like oh I might take you on myself or something yeah. and it's like what? He like, says wh- like who says that? She goes are you am I supposed to, is this the part where you tell me how great Dalton is and he goes this is the part where I try to steal you for myself <laughs> and it's like <laughs> yeah and it's like but in the 80s I think that was like super smooth and Sam Elliott was like a smooth guy yeah I mean which I guess and- would work I guess like that was like a line <laughs> that would work back then he wasn't trying to make him seem like yeah I'm only here to say Dalton's awesome but like I'm gonna try to pretend that you know I'm cool too so you should just like the guy I don't know what the deal is because he was obviously like not for real going for it, but yeah, but kind of also it just was like a little like <laughs> a little too I was much. Like, what is he? That's what <laughs> I'm like... saying. That's just <laughs> yeah. the level of smooth he is. He <clears throat> yeah, just mocks him. He's he calls. He's like, I know you're trying to fight the commies or whatever, but you gotta wait <laughs> till you leave or whatever. Because <laughs> he's like climbing on the, the climbing out of the trenches or something. He said. <laughs> To that uh, right. military guy at the strip club. And it's like... <laughs> okay, speaking of that, Dalton calls him at that club that he's working. Yes. And that conversation was useless. <laughs> was it <laughs> Was it to, to show that they are friends? Or was it to show like he's trying to ask for help and he doesn't get the strength to ask? He just kind of goes, well, I'm going to just pretend I'm checking in. I think maybe that was the intention of the scene, but I'm in the same boat as you. I'm like, what is happening? Because it just starts off with just some big old bazongas right in your face <laughs> yeah. at a strip night. The sign on like, the wall says, like, wet teaser concert, con- concert <laughs> contest. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it crosses out the word wet, and then they just put the word no. Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm like, this is wild. This is another one of those places that doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what was this actually, like, here's my question. Was this actually going on during this time period? And if so, I want to, like, story in the history books about this elite bouncer club that was supposedly, like, underground and also everyone knew about them. And if they were in your town, you knew that your bar was being cleaned up. Like, where did they get the concept for this? Like, it's so, it's so outlandish that, but I love it. It's just so I'm it's perfect. I'm looking up. There's this website. I'm like, and I'm like, bars like the one in the movie Roadhouse, and this one says, "Ever been in like a bar in the one in the movie Roadhouse?" Uh, <laughs> let's see if anybody ever has seen it. It's trying to tame it. It's out of control. So this one guy's like, yeah, I used to hang out in one of uh, one of two every night. They were the biggest in Canada. I had over fifty bouncers. Way rough. Then, <laughs> like cops couldn't, cops wouldn't even come in. They just waited until the boys got thrown out. Oh my god. <laughs> I walked into a couple bars that might have been that bad, but as soon as I realized how bad they might be, I turned around and walked out. It's always a bad sign that the band has to have to be in a chicken wire cage enclosure. <laughs> right. I guess, like, I I suppose, like, this is where, Missouri, right? Maybe yeah. 
maybe that you get more rowdy in places where like you don't get cold if you get thrown outside in the winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've, I've been tossed <laughs> out. It's like negative fifty degrees outside. <laughs> like I'm right. going to die in the snowstorm. Uh, that's very true. But uh, yeah, what I had another thought. Mm-hmm. The monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> so I get that they're like, we can't prove that Brad Wesley burnt down this hardware or I keep saying hardware store, but it was like an auto parts store, right? Yes. Whose only client has to be Dalton because his car is being destroyed every single day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, so it's like, cool. Maybe they don't. Maybe they won't find out that it's him. Blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, like, one of the other dudes is like, do you have insurance? <laughs> it's like, like, that's to make him feel better. Right, and then right. the very next scene is the guy that like standing up for Brad Wesley, th- getting harassed by him, th- and they're driving a monster truck through the Ford dealership. <laughs> and it's right. like, I can see how you could cover up this fu- arson. You're actively <laughs> th- running a truck through a building <laughs> in, in plain daylight. How is that not a chargeable offense? Who knows? Well, but then it goes back to the cops being potentially paid off or something. and That's true. I <clears throat> See, see, this is... Man, you need like three people to like unravel this ball of yarn that this movie is. Like, you need, you need as many people as possible. You need a whole think tank. <laughs> That's right. Uh, whatever. It's maybe because if they got arrested and it wouldn't be a movie anymore. <laughs> that might be the thing. <laughs> but I don't like to think yeah. like that too much. Uh, right. But yeah, he like clearly loses his mind. He's like, all right, we're going to run through this. Then we're going to go to that bar and I'm going to be like, go on stage and dance, honey. And then she dances. Dalton takes her off the stage. And then he's like, all right, Jimmy, come on down. <laughs> and he, Jimmy's like, I'm so cool. I can hit everybody with a pool cue. Like, yeah, the guy with the right. pool cue is going to win, especially if he can spin it around and hit you with it. Like, what do you think? Absolutely. Those bouncers, they're going to get smacked, okay? Come on. Right. It blows my mind. You brought up earlier, oh, my allergies are getting crazy, the liquor license thing. Yeah. So, so Brad Wesley, he owns all the liquor? I guess <laughs> because they don't find anybody. Here's the here's the weird thing. Like either I, I don't I don't get it because Dalton either had to have been in this town before or in places near it, or he had someone drive a liquor truck from God knows where that he knows up to this bar to finally get some more alcohol stocked he, at a later point. I, agree. I don't get it. I think he must have been around there or did something for somebody in that area before and was like, all right, yeah. Because he, he clearly called somebody in to drive all this booze. And my thought right. is, all right, so these goons are going to try to destroy it. So buy, we're going to have a big enough truck to have enough in the back so there's like a decoy amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see what Brad Wesley's like job was 
because like he's a his occupation is business tycoon, so he just owns everything. <laughs> I guess. So that's why he. Uh, that's how he stops the liquor or whatever. But it's like, like that's a criminal offense. The police come and it's like, yeah, I came in and I uh, started throwing booze off this guy's truck. Like, <laughs> yeah, because like. Enough times they're not gonna want to pay off the cops because your goons are so stupid, right? Why didn't he just buy the bar and keep it himself? That's yeah, that's kind of what I don't really get. I don't know. There's uh, a lot of things happening in this movie that I guess I don't really have a quite a grasp on. Maybe it's not as good as I think it is. No, it's great. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is oh, so good. Do you have any other thoughts quick? Yes, I have I have two quick thoughts. Awesome. Um one of them is uh Patrick Swayze after he gets uh his uh postcoital naked laying on the roof. What? <laughs> Just I don't Hey man, if you can if you can go on the roof, wouldn't you do that? I mean, yes, but like, I I love being on roofs, right? But yeah. like, he just had he just made love to of course the, to nurse lady, Jenny. and she's passed out, of course, and and then he's just nude, sitting down on the roof, and thank God there he did put a blanket on there because oh, I was well, like, he's gonna get his butt's gonna hurt from the shingles. <laughs> Yeah, his butt's gonna get shingles, and so <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love that that scene because it's just like naked, contemplative, postcoital. Well, he is scene. a philosopher. Oh yeah, dude! I totally <laughs> like we didn't even talk about weird that character what? choice. Like it yeah, doesn't yeah. need to be that. He could just be what he is. <laughs> Right, like, why is that a part of his backstory? Why it's, couldn't it just be like I was, you know, honestly, it could have been like I dropped out of high school and went to military <laughs> school, and then I realized that beating people up was my, my passion. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I accidentally killed this guy by punching him in the head in a bar fight, and that's how I became a cooler. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're hired. You're hired. Yeah, it's just I don't you rip I don't that guy's understand. throat out. And he sp- what did he do? Spill a drink? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then the last thing uh, was a quote from Brad Wesley at the end of the movie when they're fighting in the trophy room. And he just yells to Patrick Swayze and goes, I see you found my trophy room. The only thing that's missing <laughs> is your ass. I agree. I love that line. That was incredibly funny. Like, I love that line. What a what a way to become a villain entrance right how, there. How did he think he was going to win that? Because he had a gun? <laughs> yeah. Like, Jimmy had a gun, and he's dead. His throat is ripped <laughs> out. Just a 60-year-old man versus Patrick Swayze in his prime. Yeah. I just, you know. His prime of just kicking guns out of people's hands before they even shoot. <laughs> it's like, take that. You aimed at me, your throat's going. Like, that's just how it is. And I like how that's, like, his go-to move if there's a gun. Like, there's a gun. (laughs) I need to kill this guy by ripping his throat out. It makes sense to me. It's a bold move. It works every time so far. I haven't seen him do it without 
I've never seen him lose when he did that move. <laughs> so it has to be a hundred percent accuracy. Uh, <laughs> so let's do some segments here. Yes. Uh, would it be better with Michael Sarah? So for those of you that don't know, that means that we're going to take one of the characters from this movie and they're going to act exactly the same. Everything's going to be the same except for Michael Sarah is going to be the actor. Um, do you have one in mind or should I go first? I have potentials, but uh, you go first. All right. I want Sam Elliott to be Michael Sarah. That was going to be what I, that was like number one on my list. But yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say Dalton, but then I was like, it'd be funny if the mentor of this super badass guy <laughs> is just Michael Sarah. And so this is my, exactly. this is my vision. Okay. Have you seen the movie? Uh, is it called This Is the End? Where it's like all those. Uh, yep. Yep. Like Seth uh, Rogen and all them. That so Michael Sarah's in that movie. He has like a windbreaker on and like a weird like pedophile mustache, and he's like coked out of his mind. Yes. That's how I want him to be like dressed. <laughs> like I'm like, <laughs> all right, he's, he's Sam Elliott, but he's like. Got that mustache. He's got like that windbreaker. Maybe who knows? And he just like talks to him. <laughs> he's like, I just like the thought of <laughs> Michael Sarah just being super ba and messing everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scott Pilgrim, but better. Honestly, yeah, I'm. I'm trying to see if I I could add anything to that, but I mean, that was like number one on my potential list as we were going throughout this um discussion so honestly i agree with you and i i wish i had a different answer maybe it would make things interesting but well it's it's cool to agree it is cool to agree if i had to have a second choice i would probably say uh now that my brain is empty i forgot what's his name uh jimmy <laughs> the psycho psycho killer yeah because all these other dudes that are way more intimidating looking than him are like getting beat up and then brad wesley would have been like i should have just said jimmy <laughs> just michael Sarah sipping on a capri sun <laughs> standing there like yeah you should have sent me <laughs> i could have taken him out <laughs> i'm a guy's bigger than you in prison you would have said <laughs> right right I think so. I think honestly, those are the two best options. There's no really other choice. Do you agree with that? I'm with you. All right. Next segment then is most valuable primate. So (laughs) there's been multiple different versions. MVP, uh, most valuable primate from Pokemon, and then most valuable primate because sometimes I like to change it. Uh, right. who would you say is your favorite character in this movie that you think brings a lot to the table, whether it's acting style, the choices, what they do in the movie, like it, anything like that. Gotta say Carrie Ann, just her singing. No, I'm just, she was, I was going to say though, she was pretty good. Like, yeah, I'm like, I did like, that's her. why she was hired. Right. For singing. That's, that's absolutely right. Um, Oh man. 
Is, I mean, I, I hate to go like so generic, but I really think that Patrick Swayze, man, I mean, what, what, what can he do wrong? You know what I mean? I think, I mean, between the naked contemplation on the roof and between the multiple throat rips and the not wearing I mean, underwear and not wearing underwear <laughs> and just wearing jeans and sweating and kicking in those jeans. I mean, you can't, like, there's nothing, there's no flaws. There's no flaws there. He was wearing sweatpants when he fought Jimmy, because so he knew better. He was like, I can't fight this man in jeans. I had to switch it no. out. Not, not, the, not the crazy goon from, from Brad Wesley's uh, empire, no. I think I agree with you. Uh, obviously, like... He's the best character in the movie, I think. Like, right? He's got everything yeah. going for him. He's interesting. He's cool. If I had to deviate from you to pick up the best character, I uh, would like to. I really like Red or whatever the the yeah yeah the hardware store guy. Just because, like, he's like I'm only living here because like I kind of got attached to it, but. I married an ugly woman and then she divorced me for an even uglier man. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm on board with you. Yeah. And, and then his like shop gets burned down and he goes, all right, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't care, <laughs> but everything I had is destroyed. I might as well just leave this garbage town. This man's a psychopath. <laughs> what? Is he, he part the- of the crew that shoots the shotguns? At yeah. The end? There were so many people. I think okay. he's the second to last person to shoot. <laughs> I thought so. So he stuck around for that, at least. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he didn't leave. I think it's because they all were planning on shooting him, and it just happened to be the same night Dalton was there. <laughs> but yeah, I I think he's the best. Uh, if I didn't have to pick Dalton, I'd pick him. I just thought I really liked him as a character. I understood his pain. I like Emmett, too. But Which he wasn't. Emmett? Emmett's the farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in it enough to be MVP, but I still liked. <laughs> I liked. It. He's like a hundred bucks a month, and I'm like, dang man, I'll sign me up for hundred bucks a month. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if I'm living in a barn. <laughs> like, jeez. Uh, Jeff Healy plays Cody, and he's like in a real band. Yeah, I was like looking at that. I, I, I didn't uh, give a listen or anything. I didn't check too much into it is he actually blind in real life he is he had his eyes removed um and he uh he has ocular prosthesis so he's got fake mm-hmm. eyes but yeah like that's crazy man like that's a good get like it's perfect for this movie like he feels like he <laughs> yeah. would play in a place like that he can't see any of this nonsense right so he just he just plays behind the the chicken wire cage and and goes on with his day singing the blues. I'm or, sure or he's been in many bars ever like that. <laughs> I think so. I think he thrives in that environment. So, but that's cool that they got like a real musician to do like. Maybe he didn't actually sing, or maybe he did sing it, but like, uh, on like the you know record or whatever, but. Yeah. That's pretty cool that they got like a real person instead of just some random fake dude. To, like, oh, here's an extra. Let's make them pretend they're singing. Yeah, for sure. That that is that is pretty pretty sweet that they they got a real guy, real guy in there. 
Uh, who would you say is your least favorite character? Um, same criteria. If you thought like uh, something, like a like the actor was bad, or if the character was just bad, those are what you can choose from. Might have to think on it for one second. Do you have one that comes to mind? Yeah, I really did not like uh, the girlfriend of Brad. <laughs> okay. I just didn't like her. I, I hated everything she was about. Like, she right from the beginning, she came on to Dalton, and I was like, this is all you yeah. are is, like, a party girl? <laughs> like, I just don't like that. Like, maybe it's because I'm getting old. <laughs> but I'm just like, can't you, like, figure out your life? Like, why are you doing this? And then she's obviously got, like, beat up later, which is not cool. And it's right. like... I get that she's, like, kind of stuck in this scenario and, like, it's really hard for her to leave. But, like, it's not... She doesn't have, like, family or anything there, it doesn't seem. So she could just... She probably could run away. But I don't know. Who knows? It's true. Well, now um, that he's dead, he better, she better run away. <laughs> or maybe she's written into the will. There's no way that guy wrote her in the will. <laughs> Why not? Because she's probably like the fifteenth person, like in the last ten years, that has been in there in that same position. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, God dang! If I had to pick, it's so hard because I feel like most of the cast is lovable in their own way, except for some of the goons. Uh, Brad Wesley's goons, right? And I don't want to if because I went generic with Patrick Swayze. I don't want to go generic with Brad Wesley, but I just he. Why did he drive the helicopter <laughs> over the farm owner's land? And I don't then know. Just like and then just landed to scare it, the horses that, or something. For that, he gets my he gets my worst character because. Don't scare the horses or cows or or farm animals in general. Yeah, and did it? Was he just like already out for a ride, or that was his sole purpose was to just go out the, on the lake? I genuinely seem <laughs> to think that he actively got in the helicopter, drove in a circle just to annoy the horses and the farmer, and then to go park again, and then the helicopter God flew away. Dang. Like you know what? Yeah. I stand by my choice. Brad Wesley is the worst, specifically because of that, and not anything else he did. No, that is incredibly. That's incredibly <laughs> horrible. Like he does like a ton of evil, stupid crap for no reason because he just because he can. And I get, yeah, it's a perfectly good choice. Um, Unreal. I mean, my favorite character in Power Rangers was Ivan Ooze, <laughs> and my least favorite character was like the Yellow Ranger or something. <laughs> like, so, so it's fine to pick like a generic answer or whatever, but. <laughs> right. No, Zordon was my least favorite because I was like, he's useless. He just sits in this jar. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought about that, but that's what I thought about. Um, it's all good. So, so now we're just at the last segment here. Would uh, would you um, recommend this or would you burn it down and leave? I think this is a movie that everyone needs to see. So uh, for me personally, I, I would recommend it. It's it's so it's so campy and it's so that particular time period of like eighties movies where they're just over the top and cheesy and 
I think it's in a good way. And if you can just kind of like obviously pull yourself away from not being like, I'm sitting down to watch some sort of classic movie with all these great shots and great scenes. And you just kind of say, you know what? I'm sitting down and I'm watching this movie and, you know, maybe have like a, a few drinks or something. It's, oh, yeah. it's worth it. I agree with you. I, th- I recommend this wholeheartedly. I think this is a good movie. Um, I think it's, it would be fun with people just sit around yeah. and be like, wow, this is weird, <laughs> dumb movie. <laughs> and it's like 99 cents at the time of recording to rent. <laughs> it's like a really good deal. I was blown away. I was like, 99 cents for Roadhouse? I could buy an Heck HD yeah. for $8? I'll rent it. But <laughs> it was that. Yeah, I think I think everybody should watch this as well. It's very good. Um compared to some of the doozies on the this show that have been <laughs> watched. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I lied to you, Nate. Uh, there is one more segment. Uh-oh. And if you have something for it, good. If you don't, that's fine. It's something we call plugs. Do you have anything you want to shout out? Um, I mean, like in my personal life. Like if you got or, any other projects going, if you want to have uh you know oh, like some cross uh, platform uh, marketing. I, do. <laughs> I mean, I technically do. I I do have two other podcasts that I do. <laughs> we would love to hear the plug for that. <laughs> so, one of them is called Bad Bandmates, and uh, it's me and my friend Josh. We just talk about music, and we also do album swaps with each other. Music that I like, music that he liked that the other hasn't heard. And we swap them and we share our thoughts on them. And we also do like reviews of newer music and stuff coming out. Um, so Bad Bandmates, that's one of them if you like music. And then the other one I have is called Nate and Mitch Are Friends. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all it is is just a conversational podcast where we just sit and we talk about nothing for uh you know an hour hour and a half and it's pretty fun we we just do little jokes and have little segments here and there and so bad bandmates and nate and mish are friends i guess are my plugs how do we uh find these um if you type uh it, literally it's in the best way possible if you just type out bad bandmates on any social media facebook instagram twitter and same thing with Nate and Mitch, our friends, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, podcasts are out on every, most every platform, all the major ones, Spotify, Apple, the whole nine yards. Um, you can just search that and find it and check it out. And that's about, that's about it. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, dog. Plugs are the best. (laughs) You get people on, you make sure that they get to shout out what they got going on, and everybody wins. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, any other thoughts before we close? Um, I, I don't think so. I think this is a good movie, and I thought you'd be bigger. So, <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you guys for uh, listening this week. Uh, hopefully we will have another one up soon. Obviously, you know that this has been a long break since the last episode, but we're going to try to see what we can do with this. So thank you for watching with your ears 
And uh, see you later. Bye.